2: any totalitarian country. Maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they have committed themselves to that over that. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly, somewhere I read of the freedom of speech, somewhere I read of the freedom of press somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights. so just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around
3: Ladies and
4: gentlemen of America, this is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the globe. You don't want to miss it. This is AJC Radio. We take off right now. And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks, along with David Banks, Demetrius Harper, Kendrick Barnes, Sexton Reynolds, William Williams. Clinton Stewart, Dennis Merritt, and Tanik Wright, and the entire AJC Radio team. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we take a moment to remember the victims of the elementary school shooting. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This is AJC Radio.
5: Do you know
6: anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? Or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall.
7: There are no loose ends in TV procedural dramas. At the end of the hour, the bad guy always gets what's coming to him. Unfortunately, the real world Is a lot more complicated. We know from the work of the Innocence Project and other organizations in the Innocence Network that the system doesn't always get it right. According to the National Registry of Exonerations, since 1989, nearly 2,000 people have been exonerated of crimes they didn't commit. What people don't realize is a good number of those people pleaded guilty to crimes even though they were innocent. In fact, in nearly 10% of the nation's DNA exonerations, people pleaded guilty to serious crimes and agreed to serve significant prison time because the system is stacked against them especially if they're poor and people of color that's right the stakes are so high that we have innocent men and women agreeing to serve long prison sentences a system that puts that much pressure on people to plead guilty is a problem visit guiltypleaproblem.org to learn more about the men and women who are pressured into pleading guilty to the crimes they didn't commit and join us and demanding that our elected officials do something to protect the innocent people who get caught up in a broken criminal justice system. Thank you.
1: I stand for
8: equality. I stand for individuality. I stand for peace. I stand for diversity.
4: I stand for dignity.
8: I stand for respect. I
3: stand
7: for fairness. Red, yellow, black, white, we're all the same color.
9: When you turn out the lights.
6: Picture this, a 75-year-old man convicted of murder waiting for his trial to finally go through. He's been on death row for 25 years now and finds out he's been wrongfully convicted and is completely innocent. Not only does this mean that 25 years of his life have been spent in jail for no reason, but that the actual murderer could still be out there right now. The bad thing is that this exact thing happens more often than you think, but you can help stop it by supporting our campaign to abolish
4: the death penalty. I don't have to tell you about the challenges we face every day. That would be like preaching to the choir. Today you have a chance to face the challenge of your risk for diabetes. My dad had diabetes, and one in four U.S. adults are at risk,
10: myself included. If you're older than 45 or African American, that risk
4: increases. So here's a chance to ask yourself what can I do? Talk to your doctor about getting screened and know what your options are. Learn more at (laughs) AskScreenKnow.com.
10: can't
11: sit here. Don't add her to the chain. It was just a joke. We're not friends.
3: Why are you talking
8: to me? You started it's it. so gross. Lame. User. Weirdo. I've said and done things before that I'm not proud of. Just as I've been hurt by others. The thing is, this, this is not who I am. And it's definitely not who I want to be.
12: I
11: don't want to be cruel. I don't want to spread gossip. I don't want to be a body shaver. I don't want to exclude anyone.
8: I don't want to make anyone feel lonely.
11: Left out. Hurt. <laughs>
8: Power to be more. We can create a kinder world. It's not that hard. We just need to stop, take a moment, and
10: consider others before we speak.
8: And before we act, be more. Be more. Be more.
13: In the fabric of America, they are the toughest threads. One of the first things they learned was the code that every service member lives by. Leave no one behind. Now all of us need to live by it, too because some veterans are being left behind. 20 of them take their own lives every day. Learn how to be there for a veteran at BeThereForVeterans.com. Honor the code. Be there.
3: Leave no one behind.
11: You're on your way to meet up with friends, but you can't seem to get anywhere quickly. You don't want your friends to be annoyed, so you text. You're on your way. Five seconds is the average time your eyes are off the road while texting while driving. Make sure you get where you're going. Because I'm 16, I can't drive at night. Because I'm 16, I can't work
9: past 10 o'clock
7: on a school night. Because I'm 16? I can't get a cell phone contract without my parents.
9: Because I'm 16, I can't get a flu shot without my mother's
8: consent.
7: At 16, I'm not old enough to watch an all-rated movie alone.
8: Because I'm 16, I can't buy a lottery ticket.
7: I can't vote. I can't drink.
8: I can't smoke.
7: I can't join the military.
8: Because I'm 16, I can't
11: sit on a jury, but I can be tried as an adult. I can get a lifetime criminal record.
9: If I get arrested, my parents don't have to be notified.
11: Because I'm 16, my mother had to sign this consent form so that I could participate in this video.
7: But I can go to an adult prison.
11: But I can go to Rikers Island.
7: But I can be sent to Attica. My name is Michael Corriero. I was a judge for 28 years in the criminal courts of the state of New York. New York is one of only two states in the entire nation that it automatically tries children as young as 16 as adults. We need to change that. Last week, my father sent me to my room. Next week, a judge could sentence me to an adult prison. We need to judge children as children. It's time to raise the age of criminal responsibility in New York.
11: I'm a father.
6: I'm a sister, a registered nurse. I serve my country in the United States military.
7: I'm your neighbor. I sit next to you at church.
6: And my child was arrested, held in custody, questioned without my knowledge.
13: Exposed to violence.
8: Witnessed a rape. Placed in solitary confinement. Unable to call or see me. Shackled to a wall. Beaten. Sentenced as an adult at age
7: seventeen. Sentenced as an adult at age 16 sentenced as an adult at age 15 we felt lost isolated ostracized misjudged terrified and in the absence of all hope
6: my child took his own life and then i found the alliance for youth justice they gave me the support and resources to get through one of the most difficult times in my life
7: now i know i'm not alone and neither are you
6: now we have a
11: voice now
2: we We have
7: power. power In numbers,
2: in
11: numbers, in
2: numbers, we can make a
11: difference. There are approximately two million children in the juvenile and criminal justice system in this country. These are the faces of those families. If you are the family member of a child who has been in the justice system, or if you are someone who supports this movement and is ready to make a difference, visit the
3: Campaign
8: for Youth Justice at www.campaignforyouthjustice.org.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As we said prior to the
4: break, we would be remiss without mentioning the deadly shooting at Robb Elementary School. There was a story told this evening, today I, I got news of, Irma Garcia was one of the adult teachers that ended up being killed, fourth grade teacher. Uh, She was in her 23rd year of teaching. Her husband, as he began to make funeral arrangements today, it was too much for him to carry. Suffered a heart attack. He'd been married, it looks to me, 24 years with four children. Uh, His heart just simply gave out. Uh, One of the largest, if not the largest, school shootings that we have seen, 19 children and two adults are no longer with us as a result of this act of violence. I want to take a moment and remember the 19 students. Uzziah Garcia was nine years old. Xavier Lopez was 10 years of age. Jose Flores, 10 years old. Miranda Mathis, 11 years old. Eva Morales, 44, Ellie Garcia, 10 years of age, Tess Maria Marta, 10 years of age, Elena Elijah Cruz Torres, 10 years of age, Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10 years of age, Irma Garcia, who we just spoke about, 48 years old, Nivea Bravo, 10 years of age. McKenna Elrod, 10 years old. Maybe Yulana Rodriguez, 10 years of age. Alicia Ramirez, 10 years of age. Jace Carmelo Levenos, 10 years of age. Julia Nicole Seguero, 11 years of age. Riguelo Torres, 10 years of age, Alexandra Lexi Anila Rubio, 10 years of age, A. Maria Jo Garza, 10 years of age, Jackie Cazares, 10 years of age, and Layla Salazar, 10 years old. A very special remembrance of the victims to each one of those precious people who lost their life in a senseless act of violence. And it's important that we remember these victims. Dennis, your thoughts on these children and what the senseless killing of these kids and the two adults that also lost their lives. very sad. My heart goes out to the families because I tell you, what a tragedy. Uh, I heard a, a reporter say that right now, you know, in reference to Sandy Hook, uh, she was there and she said how the family, the, the, the families just, just are in mourning right now. They they, they really don't want to talk about anything because right now they, they're trying to grasp what happened. And it's so sad that in this country that we continue to see this. And no matter what you do, no matter how you lock doors, I mean, everybody plays the blame game, but lives were lost and these were children so my heart go out again and and definitely praying for the families that hey that god would strengthen them and take them through
12: samson your thoughts well like dennis mentioned i mean in, any any loss of life is an absolute tragedy but the fact of the matter is that one person goes into a school and takes the lives of multiple others I mean, what do you say? These are children. These are people that are out there just trying to educate
14: our children.
12: And they get gunned down like, you know, they're just absolutely nobodies. I mean, it's it's appropriate that we would take a moment and just remember them. Remember the families that are impacted. I mean, we talk about it here on the show a lot about collateral damage. We've got at least 20 families now that are never going to be the same from a single person's act of violence.
4: Well, the tragic part I heard this morning uh, that the officers delayed in even going into the school. Was it 20
3: minutes they waited?
4: Actually, it can be up to 40 minutes or uh, the, the reports are that the shooter was actually in the building for an hour. Uh, as they, on, on the news, they talked to a certain experts who who says, the SWAT experts, he says, you can't, after Columbine, they were taught as soon as the next officer's on the scene, you go in because it usually takes three to four, three to five minutes for somebody to bleed out. And officers, uh, sadly, should have went in, maybe it was a lack of training down there or something, but you had to go at least distract the shooter. One of the things they do is distract the shooter and let them turn their guns toward law enforcement who can respond and take him down if necessary. And sad to say, if these mistakes are proven to be made, um, uh, it's definitely gonna be an indictment on law enforcement's response down there and that they really should have turned, went in there to the school and turned the killer's attention onto them. And maybe uh, some lives are saved. Some more lives are saved. I don't know if everybody would have been saved, but maybe only three kids died if they get in there or something like that. And I just don't know. Maybe nobody dies if they get in, take okay. him down. Maybe they can get hospital, uh, get children to the hospital and, and, and save their lives. You just don't know. It's well, absolutely unacceptable. If you wear the uniform to serve and to protect. That's in any level of law enforcement that is in your protocol. I'm to serve and protect the community. You're in an elementary school with a guy that's been in there for an hour? What are you talking about? And why are you outside the building when innocent children are there? And the parents uh, also outside were complaining about it. Why? Why they want they going in, and they wanted to go in. One one parent was put in the handcuffs, uh, not being allowed to go uh, in. A lady was put in the handcuffs. Another man was tased. They, uh, t- and all they want to do, we. I, I'm worried about my kid. I need to go get my kid. So why are you tasing these parents? See, that's how stupid and idiotic this process is. You're tasing a, the parents outside the school who's worried about their kids, Your hand, while you're taking time to handcuff and detain someone, you could be saving these children's lives. I hope and pray that some type of accountability be held but to these officers. That is ridiculous. If I ever heard anything ridiculous, that is. You're tasing parents outside the front of the school. while you've got a killer in there killing children? Well, that's, that's
10: yes. a big question.
8: I was just going to say the reason they said that they waited an hour is because they said they didn't have specialty equipment. This is the local police. They didn't have body armor. They said we needed a sharpshooter. So we called for the the Border Patrol tactical team and it took them an hour to get there. And they're the ones that initially shot the killer.
4: Well, uh, that story has been revised uh, somewhat. Uh, There are a number of things that end up getting uh, revised, and they keep coming out with different stories, different stories, and different set of facts as, as things uh, fluidly move through here. But the training after Columbine for all police departments is if you got two officers on the scene, you go in together. And they had multiple officers outside, uh, according to the video, where the parents were complaining. the U.S. Marshals are out there, local police. And, and the parents ask, why aren't you going in to get the kids? So um, training dictated that if two officers were there on, on an active shooter in a school, those two officers go in because you have to turn the shooter's attention away from, from the victor, potential victims and on, on to the police. That's ridiculous. That, and where is your body armor if that's your excuse? Where are the sharpshooters in times of crisis? Where are the people at? Well, I,
10: I know, I know that. I thought this Columbine, pretty much all the officers. I mean, if you see officers on the street today, they pretty much have body armor on. They have. If you touch one of the guys, you see them, you see that's that's class three body armor that they have on. I mean, it's you know that's what that's what we've seen. Now, I don't know it may be different in in Texas.
4: It definitely you know, not.
10: But 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 the, I think to the point is is that you have an active shooter that has body armor on, has an assault rifle, they're moving through a building, and you know you have kids in there, you have adults in there that are not, you know, that are in danger, what is the point of you being outside, it's, if, it's you know, that to me, if those two things right there just don't add up. Can yeah, I,
15: to me, it's like, why did, they need to really look at each one of those officers, why did you become a police officer? This, the job has a level of danger. That's right, and it is your job. You're they're getting paid to save lives, and their life may have to go into danger. Do we want police officers to die? No, but we certainly don't want a classroom of kids to die, ten year olds. Right. So if they really need to evaluate, why are you a police officer? Because that's the moment where we need you most, is when there's an active shooter and innocents are involved. That's your job. That's what we're paying you tax-dollar money to do is to go in there and resolve this issue, to stop the gun as much as you can, and to put, and te- to put your life in danger. That's the job. That's the job. Ugh, the job. So, no, just, it seems like more than anything, it, w- it wasn't a lack of equipment
12: or lack of manning that, w- that was really stopping. It was just a lack of a spine.
16: That's when, he, when it boils
12: down to these guys that they don't have the intestinal fortitude to walk into a building. Like Kendrick said, like that's what they get paid to do. You knew there's a certain risk. If you left without your body armor, then you're ill prepared to do your job. You know, I would be ill prepared to do my job if I, you know, if I didn't have the proper like, you know, equipment with me. But yet now they're supposed to be going out there again to his point, protecting the lives. Of, it says to protect and serve. They did neither
4: in this incident. And for the most vulnerable of society... Exactly. ...are the children of this nation. Well, and actually, they actually have guns to defend themselves. They have some line of defense. What do children have? Nothing. You At least you have... Uh, even if two officers go in, you slowly open the door, uh, you
17: you're survey trained. the
4: situation, you're trained to go in and try to and do your best. Come in slow, see if there's any danger, have your gun pulled, and go in... Uh, and try, try to take down, take down the shooter and save those lives. Oh, without question, to all the victims, to the family and friends, of all those that we have mentioned tonight, AJC Radio says a very, very sincere condolences to your families, to all that have been affected, and this nation has been affected by this tragedy. Um, we bid you Godspeed. We'll
3: be
5: right back. Good morning, students, and welcome to Career Day. I hope you're excited to hear about all the great things you can do when you grow up.
9: Hi, everyone, I'm Emily. I'm super excited to introduce my dad because he's my hero. When I was little, my dad was away a lot, but I was okay with that because he was doing this really important work, driving ambulances in Iraq. Now he's at home, which is great for me because I get to see him every day now. And he's still the biggest hero I know because he took all the ambulances and the fire engines where to go and rescue people when there's an emergency. I'm so proud of him. He's awesome. He's my dad.
7: If your service-connected disability prevents you from continuing in your civilian career, Vogue Rehab offers counseling, training with a living allowance, education, and other services to help prepare you for your next mission. We know you
0: care. Now it's time. Time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely
7: low to non-existent?
8: The incidence of youth and minority offenders facing
0: trials have exploded. <laughs> youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials.
8: If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote and it allows you to become eligible for jury service.
11: Odds of becoming an astronaut, 1 in 13,200,000.
7: Odds of being struck by lightning, 1 in 576,000. Odds of dating a supermodel, 1 in 88,000. Odds of bowling a perfect game,
11: 1 in 11,500. Odds of being trapped in an elevator, 1 in 24,528. Odds of catching a ball at a major league game, 1 in 563 odds of an injury from shaving, 1 in 6,585. Odds of tripping while texting, 1 in 10. Odds of getting cancer in your lifetime, 1 in 2 men, 1 in 3 women. It's up to us to change the odds for our generation,
4: for the ones we love, for our future. If
11: you don't like the odds, stand up. Stand up to cancer.
0: Meeting a teen girl online is actually pretty easy. You can go into any chat room and just start talking. Most of the girls are usually so insecure and desperate for attention. Attention
9: from
11: older guys is totally flattering. They're so much more mature and understanding than the guy's might.
0: Age actually works to my advantage. They like to brag to their friends that they're dating an older guy, so I just play along and pretend I'm really interested.
11: Interested in the same things I am. You can talk forever and really get to know someone without worrying about looks or whatever. That's the best thing about
0: chatting. chatting. seems unthreatening to them, so they lower their guard. After a while, I start talking about how we're soulmates and how lucky we are to have found each other. Other
11: people don't understand. I know what I'm doing. If you really care about each other, there's nothing wrong with me. Meeting them is
0: the goal. Once I get them out of their house, well, that's when things get really interesting.
11: Online predators know what they're doing. Do you? Say goodbye to affordability and say hello to losing control. Discover price Gougisol, the latest outrageously expensive drug from Big Pharma. It's impossible to afford and reverses the ability to pay other bills. Because drug companies raise prices to pay for commercials like this one, Side effects may include overdrawn bank accounts, bad credit scores, higher health care costs, children who don't get Christmas presents, and in some cases, the need to stop taking your medicine. If you experience any of these side effects, contact your financial advisor right away. Out-of-control drug costs are no joke. Yet nine of the ten biggest pharma companies spend more on advertising than research and development. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit CSRXP.org.
18: You can tell a lot about someone by what they spend their money on, their priorities, their concerns, and their motives. Big Pharma says their top priority is research and development. They say the prescription drug costs are so high because they spend so much on research. But the simple truth is nine out of the 10 biggest pharma companies spend 50% more on advertising than they do on research and development. It's true. Tens of billions more. The more they spend, the clearer it becomes. Big Pharma's priorities are more ads, more sales, and higher costs to you. It's time for Big Pharma to get their priorities straight. Americans deserve open and honest prescription drug pricing. Let's solve the cost crisis now. Visit CSRXP.org.
3: For joining us tonight, uh,
4: here on AJC Radio. as we were discussing during the break, you wonder how many people will senselessly die at the hand of violent violent offenders. You say this young man was bullied in school. But how do you take that out on ten and nine year old kids? Who had nothing to do with that? Prior to arriving at the school with this act of violence, I say the gentleman, uh, I use that word loosely, was in a car accident, started shooting at a funeral home, shot his grandmother in the face, who is somehow in some way survived that shooting at this point. Um, I believe we have a caller and, uh, we'll close out on this segment. Uh, Michelle, are you with us?
8: Yes. I was listening to the show tonight and I saw online that there was a police officer that acknowledged that there was some of the police that went into the school to save their children first rather than stopping the shooter. And I find that extremely disturbing. Um, especially with the fact that it took so long for the police to to finally um, get to the uh, shooter, and so they took they were they shouldn't be have, doing that. You can't save your kid and let other kids die. And so I find this whole situation very disturbing, and I can't even imagine the families and what they're suffering right now. But there's going to be some outrage if that's proven to be true. Oh, Thank we you.
4: haven't heard the last of this one. Thank you for your call. Listen, uh, we, this is just beginning. And I can tell you we will hear more, um, and I believe uh, some of those officers should be removed from duty. Uh, and in some cases, criminally charged negligence. That's negligent homicide that you saw a crime being committed, and these kids were victims of this violence. It is your job to step in and save lives. You don't save them all the time, but to be, to, to actually be outside the building, hazing and, and arresting and handcuffing people outside when little children are being slaughtered, that's uncomprehendable to me. And there's no area of justification on any level where that's okay. It's just not. Um, again, our condolences, you can go to our website, you will have a tribute posted to all the victims out there. Um, uh, IJC Radio is concerned, a just cause is concerned, as advocates that we fight against this type of violence, and we will continue to do so as we go forward. Right now, we go to the journey of the IRP-5. We've been covering this for several weeks now, um, and we continue to do so that the story of injustice uh, be told. But we had to spend some time on the victims and those little children uh, that we lost. It is critically important that we recognize that. David, as we begin to continue, as we pivot here best we can, um, I don't know how we step back into that yeah, it's, after this. It's somewhat difficult to um, go into that. Talk about this right now, given uh, just given the, the heinous actions that were taken by the shooter and the loss of life of, of children. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this, folks? Tonight, we are going to step back. Tonight, the RP5 story will be picked up next week. Um, we're going to deal with the violence and the gun violence in this country tonight. Um, What we're going to do is take a quick break, gather ourselves to shift gears here. It's just not appropriate. Uh, I don't know how we step out of that and go into the adjustment of the RB5. Out of respect for the victims, the families that are left, tonight we dedicate this show to all of the victims as we deal with the problem of gun violence in this nation. This is AJC Radio. We'll be right back.
3: When news
13: and headlines following an act of gun violence fade away, who's left? The families.
8: Gun violence is real. It affects more people than you would ever imagine.
12: Losing a family member is one of the worst things that anyone can ever go through. This is something that's often forgotten, like what happens to the people after the incident.
8: Although our country struggles to agree on a long-term solution to gun violence, We can all agree on one thing.
12: Any family suffering a loss as a result of gun violence needs our support.
8: Focus needs to shift to the human being. These continue to happen, and more people have joined the club that we didn't ask to be a part of. There's families that are not getting the help that they need. It seems like there's nobody really rallying around the people who have experienced the hardship that we have.
12: So many families in need, and I can really empathize with that. They need our
7: love.
8: Compassion
7: and hope. Life for these families may not get any easier.
8: Their lives are never going to be the same, ever.
12: But oh, with the support of others,
3: they will get stronger.
13: We can help. The Christina Grady Foundation, building a legacy of hope and inspiration.
3: <laughs>
9: I surrender, I surrender. All right,
2: Tom. Get ready for the day, buddy.
9: Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. We have a gun. What's that? We have a gun.
2: Why do you ask that, kiddo? Can
14: I play with it? No. No, absolutely not. It's not a toy. You know that.
9: Do I? I bet it looks like one.
14: Yeah, well, it's not.
13: Anyway, I need it to protect you, your sister and mom. From what? From bad guys.
3: Like on TV.
9: But what about the eight kids who got shot every day by mistake? Their daddies probably thought they were safe, too. Where'd you hear that? TV.
3: Yeah,
13: well, maybe we don't believe everything we hear on TV.
9: Where do you keep it?
13: <laughs> it's hidden.
9: I bet it's on top shelf of the closet, under your sweatshirt. Is it loaded?
13: It's not. I, I keep the bullets.
9: In the boots with the red bases, and the chest beside the bed? I haven't found them yet, but I'm sure I can. You always tell me to be curious. Remember when I found my Christmas gift? I'm a good climber, you know.
2: No, no, that's not what I meant.
13: Look, I, I need to be ready if someone breaks in.
9: So what about when it's just me and Mom? You taught me to be brave. I can use a gun to protect her.
13: No, Justin, I promise. I'll teach you how to handle a gun when you're old enough.
9: And what if I don't make it to old enough? I could get bullied and decide it's too much for me. It would be so easy with our gun.
13: Our gun? No, buddy. My gun.
9: But it is our gun and our home. Happens all the time.
13: I'll make sure that doesn't happen. I'm always here for you.
9: But, Dad, you're not always here.
3: Temperatures, we should reach our normal high, about 82 degrees by this afternoon. Clear skies
4: tonight, new below near the low near 7. Increasing cloudiness tomorrow, sticky
3: and humid for the high of You're on your way to meet
11: up with friends, but you can't seem to get anywhere quickly. You don't want your friends to be annoyed, so you text. You're on your way. Five seconds is the average time your eyes are off the road while texting while driving. Make sure you get where you're
7: going.
8: Hey guys, I'm Jordan
7: Sparks. I'm Chase Crawford. And oh, what's up? It's Usher. Hi, I'm Rachel
8: Belfin.
11: I'm Hayden
0: Christensen. I'm Peyton Manning. Hey, we're Fallout Boy. Boys. I'm Deirdre Archuleta. I'm Corbin Blue.
11: I'm Kristen Bell.
7: And we're the Jonas Brothers. Do something good for
11: your community.
7: Reuse bags and bottles and always recycle. Help us collect a million pounds of food.
0: Help people prepare for natural
8: disasters.
7: Do something about homelessness. Anyone could be a rock star in their community. So then do
8: something.
0: Do something.
8: Do something. Do something. Do something. Visit dosomething.org to find out how to.
0: He must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run,
13: spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver, endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer, but how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org, brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council.
8: Please, how may I help you? My husband and I just got in a fight, and he hit me.
6: With one call, you don't have to be a victim anymore. These fights are getting worse. I don't know what to do. With one call, you can end the cycle of violence.
8: We're glad you called. The first thing we want to do is to ensure your
5: safety. With one call, you can change everything. To speak to a domestic abuse victim advocate, contact your local family advocacy program.
4: our listeners that are just tuning in tonight, we have been on a schedule, if you will, to talk about the IRP-5. Tonight, we take a reprieve from that. Given the tragedy at Robb Elementary School, we will focus this show and dedicate it to all of the victims that were lost, 19 children, two teachers killed in this senseless killing, and we're going to deal with that tonight. Uh, we found it, that that is more appropriate, given the tragedy this nation is facing right now. Uh, as you know, this is not a isolated incident. We have seen it over and over and over again. Uh, and we see that based upon the fact um that it seems to be easier and easier for people to access guns. I made a statement to someone the other day uh, when this tragedy happened that the problem is you have the NRA situation, but then you have illegal guns on the streets in every city, every state in this country where people can get these type of weapons. My understanding from what I've heard today was that the bullet that – uh, was used in, this, in these weapons went in very small into the entrance of the body but expanded. Uh, basically, so if, I, if somebody is shot uh, head on in the chest, by the time you turn them over, there's a huge hole in the back of that body. That is maddening that someone would have access to that type of destructive weapon and the sadness that you, inter- you you shot kids with this type of hardware is uncomprehendable to me. I mean, it, 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 I, I don't understand it. Uh, you have to be one violent individual to take such steps in hurting children. I, I, I cannot wrap my hands around it, no matter how I try. Um that is a tragic situation. make your thoughts on that?
8: I was just reading some stats when they were talking about, uh, you know, protecting our children from our children from gun violence, and I read something that was interesting. It said since 1963, uh, the deaths for kids are more—excuse me—more than four times the number of U.S. soldiers killed in Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq combined
4: the
10: death
7: of children
8: yes and that's for gun violence that means they don't have to um necessarily be shot in gangs it could be that they had a gun and and shot themselves but have access to a gun that's the, I didn't know it was this out of control until I just uh read that stat and it said that in America uh every 2 hours and 36 minutes a child dies from a gun from gun violence
4: every couple of hours we're losing children to violence
8: Gun violence.
4: That's staggering. That number is staggering. Um, Venus, your father. What is it? I mean, how do you digest this? It's hard to digest. Uh, When you think about it, it's just, especially, especially if you got small children that are going to school, I mean, even teenagers too, you know, because of, you know, Columbine, I mean, but there's so, for you to, to, to have the knowledge or to think that, Hey, I'm dropping my kid off at school and I might never see him again. I mean, that's where we're going. That's where we we've headed. We've headed to a place where, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking that people are probably going to go into, I mean, Hey, I'm going to keep my kids at home. Or I'm going to go to school with my children uh, armed. I mean, how, how do you fix this uh, when this country, uh, we're so divided. And then when we talk about children, I always look back to Sandy Hook. Twenty six people died during Sandy Hook. You would think that 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 outcry would have been so great that we would have laws in place that. Uh, would assist, you know, uh, law enforcement or whatever in in, in getting guns out of the hands of people that shouldn't have them. But absolutely nothing happened. So now we're mourning again. And who knows what's going to happen? I mean, they're they're fighting already uh, between the Senate and Congress. I mean, it's just crazy. What needs to happen before someone will say, okay, enough is enough? We need to do something to control uh, who uh, has access to these automatic weapons. They, when you say, I don't know if they're automatic. I know they're semi-automatic, but still, well, these are these are weapons that we use in the military. I mean, it's like, man, this is a this is just my enemy. So why do we need weapons like that? You know, you can't say, well, I'm a hunter. Uh, we're not killing deer with assault rifles. But anyway, well, well, it's my, just that. Well, my understanding is is that it was a trigger once you put your hand on the trigger of that weapon you didn't have to do nothing else It simply rattled off rounds just one click of that trigger now, how is that possibly available
10: no it, it, it. i mean there's 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 semi-automatic
4: weapons so yeah. whatever they are but so this you is what i'm saying if i trigger once it sprays bullets well no the semi-automatic weapon you you trigger the
10: bullet depresses or bullet fires when you squeeze the trigger. Well, this is what they said. This is what was reported. Now he could have he could have he could have modified it. He
4: modified it where the, yeah, he where well, the trigger is that way. Well, I don't think. I don't, first of all, I don't think that reporting is accurate. You can still do major damage with a
3: semi-automatic weapon. Right.
4: Um, automatic or semi-automatic uh, damage can be done. You can get a pistol.
3: Uh,
4: with enough, but with the right size magazine, and you got seventeen shots coming out of there, you yeah. can uh, really uh, hurt a lot of people. Even even with uh, with, that that, weapons, yeah, with that right? type of weapon, that type of weapon. And see, that's the that's really the thing
10: here is that you you given you put in the hands of someone that is not in the right mental state a weapon of any kind that could do the damage. David's is absolutely correct. You you look at the sidearm. A sidearm from police, law enforcement, whatever. These are usually nine nine millimeter, or forty caliber weapons. They're bigger than a than an AR-15 round, but they can actually go through, move through a building because you got a small platform frame. You're talking about a weapon that's no more than eight or ten inches, and you can move through. You can move through a building, and and you can carry more rounds. Well, I. I don't know if I, if I can actually say that, but you can actually carry more magazines around you with a pistol. So what you basically look at is the fact that this person should not be in control, should not have had access to a firearm.
18: Well, it states
4: here that parents were asked for DNA samples to help identify victims. Among the countless killing details to emerge from the school shooting in Avada, Texas, on Tuesday was this. The authorities had asked parents waiting in agony for news about their children to give DNA samples. The request suggests that some of the 19 children who were killed may have been so severely wounded and grouped so closely together that they were difficult to identify, according to experts in medical forensics. A high-powered firearm can cause very devastating injuries and can make identification challenging from a visual point of view. Dr. James R. Gill, Connecticut's chief, excuse me, Connecticut's, Chief medical examiner, examiner said in an interview on Wednesday, DNA testing, he said, is not only more accurate, but it also spares parents the trauma of having to view photos like the ones that were shown to parents after 20 children were fatally shot at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012.
17: Oh.
4: And then you got <sighs> 17
15: at uh, Parkland in Florida.
4: Right. And the, um, and the
15: thing is. That assault rifle is the weapon of choice. They're choosing that for some reason to do all these mass shoots. Well,
10: they can I get mean, it. They can they get, can eight,
15: get a, they can get a they, no, they want, 18, can get a nine millimeter, but they want
4: eighteen. Not at eighteen. You can get a nine. Well, I no. can tell you this: you can get any weapon on the streets of That's any true. city, or state in this country, or on the streets. But Mont, and to your point, I just looked at the stat. There's 250 to 280 million firearms in the United States alone. That's almost. I mean. What, I understand your second – right to bear arms, but that's –
5: how many weapons does
4: a person need but come on. Those numbers include numbers of weapons on the streets. So let's say you shut every gunshot down pretty much and say you're not going to be able to get – they have compiled so many weapons on the streets in this country. I don't care if it's gang activity, if it's criminal – weapons are available. It doesn't matter. So you can do background checks. If I'm a criminal and I want to store 100 guns in my basement and, well, and meet meet them out, I can do that. Well, the truth is criminals don't buy guns. Actual criminals, these are – the perpetrators of these shootings are people who don't have criminal records. Criminal records. So that's, that's their profile. So at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of – there are going to be arguments made that, well, a person – uh, per capita, uh, overall, suppose there are 100,000 AR-15. And this is, I guess, what the other side always argues is, well, uh, guns don't kill people by themselves. Um, and at the end of the day, you, a crazed individual is a crazed individual. It's, like I said, uh, I'm 54 years old. We grew up, I, we never heard of incidents like this i have to tie it at some point to this nation overall just becoming a little more accepting of all types of behavior and and this particular individual obviously he didn't grow up that they, they've uh in many in many instances uh caused for the destruction of the nuclear family mother father a lot of kids grow up in dysfunctional homes don't have uh a lot of love in the home, all sorts of stuff. Don't have guidance. Uh, and more than ever, you, if you accept these sorts of, uh, accept so, so many different types of behavior, many kids are growing up without guidance and without structure in today's society, without strong parental influence and righteous parental influence in their lives. So you got these wild weeds growing up, uh, it's just it's just tragic at the end of the day, um I don't know what to do uh you, we have a constitution that, that grants people the right to bear arms um, if they've tried assault weapons bans before, but they've talked about mental health. nothing seems to work and 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 that's another thing that happened. they started they got rid of all the mental health hospitals and psychiatric hospitals and they started locking up criminals and putting them in jail where at some point somebody crazy or mentally ill is getting back out on the streets you don't know what they're going to do you got a lot of homeless populations that are mentally ill uh and there is no there's really no help for a lot of these people um and, and you see, continue to see proponents of tough on crime yeah that's all well and good but Every crime is not uh is not perpetrated based on some sort of uh, methodical, intelligent intent to actually go commit a crime. Some of these people are very sick in the head. This individual obviously had some major stuff going on. He just had the individual at the top uh supermarket in uh, Buffalo that went and killed said, I'm gonna kill black people. And the reality is You talk about how does it get into the hands of these people, nobody, they don't, they'll all pass a background check, buy a gun illegally and go crazy. And then one final note, the gentleman that shot up the concert there in Las Vegas was an older guy, had owned weapons for years, and all of a sudden he goes crazy and decides he's going to go up uh, into a, a high floor in the hotel and shoot up concert goers. It's just you try to find some rhyme to the reason or some solution. I'm not sure if it's, if it's in the providence of men to uh, solve these problems. Uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a sad and it's a difficult situation. No, absolutely. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, where you stop or close a door on one end for weapons, another door is open somewhere. Um, the gentleman, as you said, that went into Las Vegas and shot up. Uh, he, over years, acquired weapons. Uh, how many other people are like him that are just sitting in the basement boiling a time bomb? There's a lot of waiting to just, you know what? Today's my day. 2023, I'm going crazy and I'm going to shoot some people up. But,
15: but you've got to look at it like this, too. If you give somebody an exotic sports car, they're going to floor it. at some point. At some point. There's nobody going to say, I got this much power, I'm not going to test it out. So if you if you allow someone just to stockpile weapons, there's a good likelihood he's going to want to shoot some. He probably shoots them at the range on the weekend, switches them up. Then you get a crazy person like I want to see what it's like to really kill somebody.
4: How does it feel to kill somebody? Yeah, but it's
15: just it's we do have to. I I I can't say I know an answer to this problem, but it needs to at least be addressed and thought about. It just can't be this thing we put on the back burner. Well and then the next one happens and then we just have the same discussion again. Something something we gotta look at this doesn't happen at this scale in any other country but
4: the United States. Well here's what you have. And this is something that came up I think it was Sandy Hook, Barack Obama, President Obama was, was shipped by that when it happened. And the point is, when you when politics becomes the major front row seat, uh, they had Senator Ted Cruz on TV interviewing him, and the gentleman said to him, when does this stop? When do lawmakers say we need to do something? To say, well, to David's point, well, madmen kill people. Uh, but if I can do anything that may stop a life from being taken, then let's try it. It, You have nothing to lose at that point. No, uh, you can't fix everything, but maybe if we put more restrictions. But to David's point, statistically, the people that are being interviewed about these shooters, you know what they're saying? Man, it seemed like a nice guy. Came home, cut his lawn every week, uh, put up Christmas lights. He was a good guy until he snapped. So to David's point, that point is well uh, noted. Uh, what do you do with that? I believe we have uh, Pastor Rose has a, a comment or a question. Pastor Rose, can you yeah. hear us?
5: Yes, I can hear you. Um, I'm sitting here thinking this evening. It's amazing to me how unless something happens to a person, they have less interest, as long as, it, as long as I'm not uh, in a position where it happened to me, they can't begin to feel the pain that other people feel. We we have a, a nation that doesn't have much compassion, uh, and especially if if it's not happening to them. Now I know I noticed this evening that a lot of the entertainers that were supposed to be at the NRA, meet, NRA meeting this weekend in Texas called in and said we're not coming. If you get enough people. At the top, that's a part of the NRA itself, which is not going to happen. But if you got enough of those people, now they would say, "We're going to have to put our heads together and come up with something." Suppose it was their kids. You let every NRA member have a child that got shot by a gun or by these AR-15 rifles or whatever. I guarantee you, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a hard time getting the law to pass that. If the congressmen and senators (laughs) in Washington, if somebody went on a shooting spree and just shot up all their kids, you think we wouldn't have an answer? Oh, we'd have an answer. Oh yeah. But it's not it's not my pain. It's not my loss. So when I was I felt good, and I think that all the entertainers that had planned to be there tonight—I mean this weekend—they said we're not coming because we can't possibly have a meeting. And not feel for what these families are doing in the NRA is the people at the top of the list.
4: But Absolutely. If that,
5: if, that, if that thing turned today and every one of the NRA members, somebody got a gun and killed all their kids, you think they would be up there saying, well, there's nothing we can do?
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
5: it's, it's, the, it's the Second Amendment. Well, why can't you amend it? So you have a second amendment that says this, but when people need to make change, they amend the thing and say, let's sit down and talk and see which way we can change this. This thing is getting so out of control. And before we know it, in the next few days, a week or so, we'll hear about another shooting. It continues because unless you do something and we talk about when we got to do something. No, you got to really change some things. That's only going to come through change, not by what we need to do. What are you going to change? Because just because it's in the Constitution does not mean that it cannot be changes made to the Constitution. You can amend any law anywhere. So why are we not amending and sitting down saying we better do something until it knocks on their door? They're not going to. And long as they can make millions and millions and millions of dollars uh, doing what they're doing, Money is more important to these people than your children's lives.
3: That's exactly right. If, if yep. we're making
5: money, we're not, a, we're not about to let, I mean, just uh, stop making our money. That's a disgrace that money is a, is one of the gods of this world, and people will do anything to have it. And so when you look at this, it's like, okay, come on. Let's be sure. All this, all this separation on the Hill, the Democrats or the Senate or whatever— they're all divided anyway. Even even the Democrats are divided with the Democrats. Uh, uh, the Republicans, they're divided in their group. Independents, they're divided. Anytime you've got people that can't come together and unite as one, that's where the power is. They won't come together. They're, oh, this is over here saying, don't do that. This one over here saying, well, I don't think that's going to work. This, well, Why don't we just sit down And make up in our mind, we're not going to get up until we have resolved this issue. Is there a way to resolve it? It definitely is. But you got to deal with the people at the top who have the political power over our politicians. That's why they can't do it. That's what it goes down to. If if the politicians say, I don't care whether you ever support me ever again, we're going to unite as one. Unite. Anytime people unite, there's power. You can make anything happen with a united people, no matter what it is. So I always think about what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? I listened to one of the coaches yesterday, and he was supposed to come on and make a speech. I can't remember his name right now. And he came on. He said, yeah, I've got something to say. He said, when is this garbage going to stop killing our kids? That man was so angry, and everybody was quiet. Even the media was shocked. He poured out exactly how he felt, and then he got up and said, "I'm out of here." So speech, the speech they would wait for him to give, he didn't give them nothing. He said, "We're tired of this stuff." But the problem is, you do not have people united. If you if you unite the country, uh, America's so divided to it's unbelievable. We'll never be able to succeed at anything because we're too divided. And so, well, uh, when these when these people came on today. And uh, and Gatlin, he was one of them. I can't think of his first name. And he said, uh, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going down there. We're gonna we're gonna entertain some people while these children lost their lives, a, a, a teachers died, and a, a man has died today because his wife was killed. Come on, there is something can be done. We're not united on it." We get united and say, okay, we aren't going to take away your Second Amendment. We're going to make some amendments to it that people can't get to weapons like this. Not like that. No way. There's a way to do it. They don't want to do it. Thanks for taking my call.
4: And thanks for your call, uh, Pastor uh, Rose. Listen, to her point, uh, the people are divided. Um I don't know if you remember this a couple – a few years when uh, President Obama was in office. He tried to put regulations, uh, uh, ERA regulations in place to try to stop the bleeding, Uh, and the politicians rolled it back, took it off the table. I think we're going to play the clip now. Let's hear a little bit more about this. Play the clip.
1: It's one of the most divisive topics in America. And this morning, gun rights advocates are celebrating the rollback of an Obama-era regulation that would have added about 75,000 names to the background check database for gun sales. And with Republicans now in firm control of Congress, it could be just the beginning. In just the first month of the Trump presidency, the GOP turning their focus to the politically charged issue of gun control.
16: The joint resolution is passed.
1: The Republican Senate voting 57 to 43 to roll back an Obama-era gun regulation designed to make it harder for certain people with mental disorders from buying a firearm. The rule was written after the Sandy Hook massacre in Newtown, Connecticut, where 21st graders were among those murdered by a mentally disturbed man. The regulation took years to write and was just finalized in December. It would have added people who get Social Security disability benefits for mental impairment and who are deemed unfit to handle their own financial affairs to the National Background Check database, about 75,000 names. Republicans say that would have violated their Second Amendment rights.
2: Repealing this regulation will merely ensure that disabled citizens' Second Amendment rights are, in fact, protected.
1: But the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence calls it heartless. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy's constituents include Newtown parents.
13: This is so deeply
15: morally offensive to people in Connecticut, frankly, anybody that's lived through these tragedies.
1: Today, it's on the way to the White House for President Trump's signature. We are going to protect our Second Amendment, which is under siege. Making good on a campaign promise. And with Republicans in charge? ushering in a new era for gun rights advocates in Washington, after President Obama spent years trying to convince Congress to pass stricter gun laws. Every time I think about those kids, it gets me mad. Even after tearful, emotional pleas, Congress didn't act. Now Murphy fears even more setbacks.
15: I think this is just the first step. And now, the only thing that Congress has done on guns since Fandy Hook is to make it easier for very mentally ill people to get guns.
1: It wasn't just the National Rifle Association and gun rights groups who opposed this. The American Civil Liberties Union also argued that it would infringe uh, on the rights of mentally disabled people and contribute to stereotypes that mentally ill people are violent. Matt, Callie. Uh,
7: Casey Hunt in Washington. Casey, thanks very much.
4: gentlemen, uh, that clip is very troubling, but to the point uh, that David was making during this the break in the listing of this clip, it, go, it boils down to one thing, and that's what Pastor Banks said earlier, you have to come together with one goal, we must implement change. You can't come to the table with politics. You can't come to the table with anything other than a human being, you as a parent. If this was your son or daughter, are negotiations put to the test then at this point? That we're going to work it out because that could be my son, that could be my daughter. The equation, the, the formula rather, changes to really seeking out answers versus playing politics. Uh, Here you have uh, that the Congress rolled back Obama's attempt to say, look, let's hold other people accountable. Um, It's a step to do something. Nobody's willing to do anything. And I, I, I guess I'm struck by the fact you're talking about Obama putting that in place. Well, we're dealing in a nation that can't agree. They're divided on whether or not. A fetus is a life right now. And what constitutes a life versus taking a life in the form of an abortion? Uh, So they're divided on that particular cause. Um, It was a a life of a baby versus a life of a 10-year-old. We're all talking about life here, but we can't seem to come Everybody's going to agree that it was wrong to take life of these 10-year-olds, but we can't seem to agree that it was wrong to take the life of a baby. And that just, I guess, goes to somewhat of the conundrum that the United States uh, of this whole situation is with guns versus uh, taking gun rights versus limiting gun rights versus when does life start when does life end we're actually arguing over that sort of stuff and divided on those issues house divided it's not going to stand cannot samson no i just
16: listen to this whole conversation what happened i mean going back to you want to talk about the statistics i mean when you can say that in one year there's been a 50 percent jump in active shooter incidents that alone is, is is appalling but i mean as somebody that i mean i grew up with guns in the home. I grew up as a hunter, you know, I grew up in the country. I went, I was in the military for 10 years. But the fact of the matter is like this right here absolutely disgusts me. The fact of the matter, there was something in place to at least put seven, was it 75,000 more people in a background check database that had a proven history of mental disability or impairment or a disease that would make them a potential and likely candidate to harm, go out and harm others. Now people are going to say, you know, on the Republican side, like, well, you're going to take our, our our right to bear arms. Well, the fact of the matter is, is when you, when we when you cross that line, now you're now you're arming these sociopaths that want to go out there and do nothing but take life. They want to do nothing but end other people. And why? Because they were picked on in school. This kid was bullied, and he went by and he wanted to, rather than go – and yo go cuffs like we used to do back in the day. You go cuffs with the guy you had a problem with. You don't go into an elementary school and kill or injure 40 people. He killed 21 people. Injured 17 more. All because he was given the tools. He was given the the opportunity to di- just enact this heinous plan, and it's ridiculous.
4: William, you know, I'm listening too, and
10: you know, my, my opinion is this.
16: I don't care where you fall,
10: if you four guns or not for guns, guns control or whatever you call that. Fact, the fact that innocent life of ten year old is no longer breathing. I got a problem. I got a problem. I don't I don't care about none of this other stuff. I don't care about I really don't. I look at the fact that an innocent life is no longer on this planet. I mean you're reading that list and you said ten, ten, nine, ten, ten. These kids just got here. All of us sitting at this table we've we've been here a couple of decades now, and a little bit more. We've seen some things. David's point, we were here in school, we didn't see none of this stuff. And I'm sitting here and i'm it really bothers me because this is the worst time to ask, what if? How could we? This is the worst time when after the fact, lives are lost, and we're asking. Well, what could we have done different? And then to the pastor's point, which is so, so true, we become desensitized. Give us a couple of days; we're done. Our focus is off of that. Buffalo happened less than a month ago. You didn't hear about that earlier this week. Then all of a sudden, it is this issue. But see how quickly we change and fade. How quickly this happens. We we've talked. I mean, if you think about Columbine, Columbine is what, 22 years ago?
3: 1999.
10: Now you think about that. You think about that. That's the first, to my, in my, in my remembrance, that's the first mass shooting I remember, I recall. And I remember where I was when that, when that was going on, I remember watching the TV. And we're still here today asking the question, how? How can we prevent this? And I'm sitting there saying, there's a lot of hows. There's a lot. You're going to spend a lot of time asking these, these questions over and over and over again until you get to a point where you say, how many innocent lives? I mean, Sandy Hook. What was the other place in Florida? Parkland. Parkland. you talk about teenage children that just started living, just started living, some of them Probably had just started driving, and we're asking the stupidest questions. How? How can I mean? We are parents. There's many of us here at the table that have children, and if that happened in my in, for with my daughter at her school, how would I feel? And could you cut that off? After, like, sometimes you just flip a switch say, okay, I don't feel like this anymore. No! As a parent, you're always concerned about the safety and well-being of your child. And I'm sitting here, just, I don't know what to say, man. It just really bothers me because we're still asking the same stupid questions
4: two decades later. But, I mean, if you look at the Sandy Hook incident, you would have think, think about it, 22 children. You would think, by now, we would have done something. But 2012, that happened, and absolutely nothing happened. Because when, when, when you take politics and you mix it in, and now it becomes Republican against Democrat or pro-gun against, you know, uh, not having a gun, nothing happens. Nothing gets fixed. What gets lost is that those 22 children died. We're not talking about the deaths. We're talking about my right to bear arms. We, we forgot about all that. And that's what happens when you, when you take politics and you add it. But one thing the pastor said that is so true, but it's sad. If Republicans, Democrats, I don't care what your background is if in, that, in that House or in that Congress, if their children were killed. In a school shooting, I guarantee you that we would have laws in place at a minimum, background checks, at a minimum, but because it has not hit home, because it's not in their house, it's impersonal. There, there's, I'm sorry you lost your child. We cry with you for a day, but hey, my child is fine. And that's sad to say, but it's the truth. That's America. and uh, Exactly. And until... Until America gets mad, until America says, you know what, enough is enough. One of the parents for one of the childs that was lost uh, in Sandy Hook said, I'm voting for those that are willing to sit down and at least talk. If you're not willing to talk, we're not voting for you. And until America says that, you're going to continue to deal with the same people that have the same philosophy when it comes to. The right uh, to bear Well, the off. pattern of behavior in shootings in this country uh, are astounding. 2009, November 5th, an Army major and psychiatrist opened fire at Fort Hood, a U.S. Army base in Texas, killing 13 people. Aurora, July 20th, 2012.
17: Here in Colorado.
4: A mass gunman kills 12 people at a cinema in Aurora, Colorado. He received multiple life sentences. December 14, 2012, a heavily armed gunman killed 26 people, including 20 children, from 5 to 10 years old in a rampage at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. September 16th, a year later, 2013, a former Navy reservist working as a government contractor killed 12 people at the Washington Navy Yard. He was shot dead by police. June 17, 2015, a white supremacist killed nine black churchgoers at a church in Charleston, South Carolina. He was sentenced to death. October uh, three, four months later, 2015, a dumb man stalked onto an Oregon college campus and opened fire, killing nine people before police shot him to death. San Bernardino, December 2nd, 2015. This is two months later. Uh, a husband and wife killed 14 people at a workplace holiday party in San Bernardino in Southern California before dying in a shootout with police. June 12th, 2016, a gunman fatally shot 49 people at Pulse, a gay nightclub, before he was shot dead by police. Las Vegas, October 1st, 2017, a gunman opened fire on a country music festival from a 32nd floor hotel suite, killing 58 people before taking his own life. November 5th, 2017, a man thrown out of the U.S. Air Force for beating his wife and child shot 26 people fatally at a rural Texas church where his in-laws worship before killing himself. Um, Parkland, February 14th, 2018, a former student at Majority Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killed 17 students and educators. Santa Fe, May 18th, 2018, a 17-year-old student Opened fire at his high school outside Houston, Texas, killing nine students and a teacher before surrendering to officers. Uh, The pattern goes on. October 27th, 2018, a gunman burst into the Tree of Life synagogue near Pittsburgh and fired on congregants, gathered for a Sabbath service, killing 11. It it goes on and on, and there's not a lot of time uh, in between. Thousand Oaks, November 7th. A former Marine combat veteran kills 12 people in a bar, in Thousand Oaks, California, a suburb of Los Angeles, and then he took his own life. Um, Aurora, February 15, 2019, a man opens fire at an Illinois factory after being fired, killing five workers before he was slain by police. So this is not something that this weight, this gap or isolation, it's not an isolation. Uh, Virginia Beach, May 31st, 2019, a disgruntled public utility employee opens fire on co-workers at a municipal building in Virginia, killing 12 people before he was fatally shot by police. Um, El Paso, August 3rd, 2019, a man fatally shot 22 people at a Walmart store in El Paso, Texas. A statement believed to have been written by the suspect called the attack a response to the Hispanic invasion of Texas. Authorities arrested the shooter. And it goes on. In Dayton... August 4th, 2019, a gunman dressed in body armor opened fire in downtown Dayton, Ohio, killing nine people, including his sister. Police kills the shooter. Uh, Milwaukee, February 26, 2020. This is just four or five months later. Um, A gunman opens fire at the Molson Molson Coors Beverage Company Brewing Complex in Milwaukee, killing five co-workers before committing suicide. Uh, March 16th in Atlanta, eight people, including six women of Asian descent, were shot dead in a string of attacks of day spas in and around Atlanta. Male suspect was arrested. These people are just going on shooting speed, but they're, they're getting guns anywhere they can get them. That's true. Boulder, March 22nd, 2021, a mass shooting at a supermarket in Boulder left 10 people dead, including a police officer uh indianapolis april 16th a former fedex employee who had been under psychiatric care shot eight people dead and injured several others at the facility of the shipping company before taking his own life oxford november 30th 2021 four students were killed and seven other were wounded after a teenager opened fire to high school in oxford michigan it goes on and on and on and then you have here i'm gonna i'm gonna come right back to you david New York City, April 12, 2022. In um, one of the most violent attacks in the history of New York's transit system, 23 people were wounded when a 62-year-old man activated a smoke bomb and opened fire in a subway. 23 people dead. And then you have Buffalo, prior to this incident, to the, uh, the last day or so, a white government killed 10 black people inside a supermarket in a racially motivated attack, he was charged and remains in jail without bail. His sole purpose, they said he had in his scope the N word. As it pointed out to kill these people, he had the N word marked on his scope to know you are killing that type of a person. That's what that's how deep that racism went. This is only what I just read to you is overwhelming. And so there's been opportunities, as as the pastor alluded to. There's been opportunities to sit down and say, look, man, look at all of these right here. And nothing is being done. Nothing.
15: And you don't even see the country, like, marching and protesting. This is something you, as a country, we need to come together and say, hey, you know what? We're not taking this no more. Somebody's got to do something. And don't just sit back and just kick the can down and say, as long as I'm getting my paycheck
4: from the NRA, I'm not going to touch this. These are a lot of incidences that I just read i mean i that's a lot well, and I wanted to chime in now, i i did some re- i did some research on uh the big talk is about assault assault rifle and it continues to be the talk uh seventy seventy seven percent of shootings uh mass shootings in the United States since uh eighty two to two thousand twenty two were done by handguns. if you look at uh So the gun problem is going to be a problem all the way around. Now, if you look at the movie theater shooting in Colorado, he had two Glock 22 automatic pistols, a 40 caliber Smith & Wesson, uh, and then he also had an AR-15. Twelve people died in that shooting. Uh, In another shooting at Okios University in Oakland, California, where seven people died, all he had was a semi-automatic pistol forty forty-five caliber um and you go down and you're seeing some use of AR15s you're also seeing seven people died in Grand Rapids Michigan on July 7 2011 it was a Glock semi-automatic pistol 9 millimeter caliber um so if you go down the, the thing it's a it's a it's a overall gun problem uh what I don't like politicians and the people getting shot on the streets of Chicago aren't just uh toting a r fifteen the The problem is more is deeper than that. it's the gun culture in this country uh and when you say seventy seven percent of mass shootings since nineteen eighty two have been used handguns instead of a r fifteen rifles, yet we continue to to focus on the a r fifteen because it seems like it's the sexy thing. focus on but damage can be done with all different these are deadly a gun is a deadly weapon and if a guy pulls out a couple of 45 caliber semi-automatic pistols he can and put them in both hands he can uh, do some carnage as as equal to in many cases the ar AR ar-15 so the conversation at some point has got to be okay what do we do about the gun culture in this country and then obviously the the pro gun people are going to say, well, take a look. They're talking about the a- AR-15 rifle, but people are killing people with all different types of weapons. And these are mass shootings: eight, seven people dead. Uh, uh, other one, nine people dead. Uh, just with the SR9 semi automatic with uh, two Ruger SR9 semi automatic pistols. That was in 2010, nine millimeter. So something has got to be done. Overall, we have a gun culture. Uh, and anything short of uh, abolishing the Second Amendment, which is highly unlikely in this country, uh, these type of incidents are going to continue and bad people, mentally ill people are going to take these powerful weapons and they're going to they're, they're either go crazy or, or have some sort of motivation, whether it be terrorist motivation or whatever, to go out and kill people. Well, what they're gonna to have to do, we'll come to you in a moment, they're gonna to have to step up security at these schools. If if people can continually access weapons, then how do we beef up security at these schools for our children? It's it's one or the other has to happen. If we can't get people to come to the table and have a talk and have a conversation, then guess what? You don't just walk into my school. How are you just walking into a school through the front door? Back in the day, I went back to my old elementary school just to see, man, wow. I didn't realize the school was that little, you know. So you go back. Now, there was no problem with me going back to my old elementary school and walking in there. But I could walk straight in. And at the course of any day, the office is to your left. I can go right down the hallway, Use which I did use the restroom. There has to be some change with that. How do we do that? We're going to come back, David. We're going to get your thoughts on that further. William, we're coming back with your comment. Let's take a quick break as we continue addressing the tragedy uh, of the killing of these children in the last couple of days. We deal with it on the other side of the break. This is AJC Radio.
13: My nephew Joshua was 13 when he was killed in 2001.
3: Mm
13: -hmm. Was living with me at the time. He asked me, can I go by Billy's house? I thought, well, you know, what's the harm in that? You know? My mistake was I assumed that there was a parent home. I assumed his father had his weapon properly secured. The kid had removed the magazine, so the kid was sure that the gun was safe. And he, what he didn't know was there was a bullet chamber. Joshua had this fear of weapons because he lost his mother to gun violence. I think this kid really pulled the trigger to show Joshua that that it was not dangerous. The hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life is to tell my mom we have to bury her grandson. The pain was so great, we just wanted to do something positive, And we also wanted to try to prevent families from experiencing the same pain that this put my family through. With the, and working with the End Family Fire campaign.
8: Mm-hmm.
13: Family Fire is the accidental shooting of a family member with a weapon that was improperly secured, improperly stored. It's a difficult conversation for people. You don't want to ask or say anything to your neighbors because you don't want to offend them, but there are important things we should know Where are they going when they play? (laughs) What is the environment of that home? We have to understand that children are inquisitive. They're curious. And there's not one corner of the house that they haven't gone through. If you're a gun owner, you have to make sure your weapon is inaccessible. It will save the family from the pain and the trauma that my family's put through. Because once that happens, it's forever. And if I could prevent one family from experiencing that, then
14: his life will have some purpose. Look, right now, uh, while you looking at this on your screen in your hand or on your computer, there's somebody just like you who's sitting in a prison cell, and they didn't do much more than you did, you know, some crazy weekend. You didn't get caught. They got caught, and they can never get uncaught. United States of America is now the number one incarcerator of human beings in the world, in the history of the world. Uh, we have about 5% of the world's population. We have 25% of the world's prisoners. Um, we are—we have more people locked up than China. China, who has a billion people, they got fewer prisoners than we do. You know, a lot of times people say, well, if you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime. Really? Have, have you ever committed a crime? you got people who are doing more drugs in, on college campuses, in uh, uh, yacht clubs, country clubs. We all know that's going on, but the SWAT team never shows up there. The SWAT team shows up in housing projects where you got poorer people doing fewer drugs, and those people go to prison. But think about it. What if one of the times when you were breaking the law, when you had something illegal in your pocket, in your car, at your party, the police are kicked in those doors? Would you want to be known for the rest of your life? based on what happened that night. That is what is happening to millions of people. If rich folks' kids get in trouble, they go to rehab. Poor folks' kids get in trouble, they go to prison. And you spend $100,000 per year per kid to lock a kid up. When you could have spent a fraction of that and turned them into a NASA scientist, turned them into a, a fashion icon. When people come home from prison, They're not given the opportunity to start over. You leave a physical prison and you go into a social prison where you can't get a job, you can't get a student loan, you can't rent an apartment. How are people supposed to start over? And what happens to neighborhoods when you take a disproportionate number of people out for minor offenses and you send them back home with no hope and no opportunity? There are no more excuses to have this horrible system continue when there is now finally bipartisan agreement that it is a tragedy to do this. Not only do you have President Obama and the Democrats, you now actually have uh, people like Paul Ryan, Koch Industries, Newt Gingrich, all saying the same thing. We are locking up too many people. We're wasting too much money. we're, We're wasting too much genius in America. And it's time to do something.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, today we find ourselves in a very familiar position. That alone is a tragedy within itself. Familiar with violence that continually, over a period of time, arrives to shake a nation. But not shaking a nation enough that would implement change. That would implement laying aside politics laying aside nonsense and for what reason for the saving of our children this to me is the most tragic continued acts of violence against children the innocent of our society the most vulnerable without question and as a result of these types of Positions taken, our children continue to die senselessly at the hand of killers simply because we can't agree. One thing we can all agree upon what has happened in this country with violence and what we have seen over and over again is unacceptable. Where are the rioters that will protest in the streets peaceably and march for justice? And justice here would be for the marching of our children. Where's the outrage with politicians? People that have voted in office day in and day out, but continue To simply refuse to have a productive conversation. What are the alternatives? If guns cannot be kept off the streets, what are the alternatives? We said it before the break. How about security? How about officers in these schools at every entrance to ensure the safety of our children? Why, has, why have I never heard that conversation? Why is it we haven't heard an outcried lease at a minimum for that? As Pastor Banks alluded to, because people simply do not care. Just another, sounds horrible, comes another photo op. Not for all politicians, but for Many. That's unacceptable. David. Now, I'm, 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 uh, I'm reflecting on the fact that they sent the government, the federal government, sent all this money to the states and the schools for COVID-19 to say they were trying to protect our kids who weren't even, most of whom weren't even, the vast majority Aren't even vulnerable to COVID nineteen, but the government stepped in, put, sent all this money to these
3: schools
4: and to the to the state to protect to so called protect children from COVID nineteen, which was a disease they were not heavily vulnerable from. Uh, where is that action to put if you want to uh, put some money somewhere where two resource officers in every school? If the federal government wants to fund something. Then fund that. I, I think you will probably find agreement on both sides of the aisle that say the federal government is going to put in their budget, they spend uh money on any and everything, uh fifty-four billion to Ukraine, which defense contractors benefited from, uh, because they can make all the weapons and make all the money. Well, put the money. Into resource officers in each school, since since the gun culture is not going to change, and you're going to stay divided on the issue of guns. Well, maybe you can just say we're going to uh, uh, mandate that certain schools, that all schools have a certain type of protection in them, and then maybe you can get an agreement on both sides of the aisle and saw, at least solve this problem. You would solve this problem. You look at the action taken by the federal government after 9/11, with federal marshals on flights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen another person get out of line to the point where a federal marshal, our marshal, had to do something. That was action taken immediately. So if we if we protect the, the consumers in the air, do we not take even more precautions to protect the children? Of this nation? But after that, they actually died down and took the marshals off planes over a period of time. Because they didn't want to spend the money But they them. had no issues when they were on flight. My understanding, when we were still traveling quite a bit for a just cause, the marshals were on there. Well, yeah, and in some flights they are, but it was it was widely reported that uh, because this incident was unusual in nine eleven, they started putting them kind of sporadically on various flights Stupid. and didn't because it costs a lot of money and takes a lot of resources but a marginal on every flight. But they have the money to do it. They but it, you, they obviously have the money to do it because they're they're putting money every place else that they feel like they wanna they wanna put it, even at some of their pork belly spending or pork spending rather, uh on all sorts of stuff. But then they get on there and wax philosophical and get on a soapbox about we need to do something about uh our kids, but are not willing to spend the money, but more than willing to spend it on everything else. And to me, coming to you, William, to me, there is no price tag on children. Do you understand that? These are the innocent. If we cannot protect the innocent of our society,
10: We have failed. Period. It's
4: not about a dollar. Go to the parents who buried their kids. Yes, go to bury those kids anytime now. And like, like Pastor Banks alluded to, if it was your daughter, Congressman, Senator, Secretary, Mr. President, Would there not be a difference in whatever it costs? Well, they send their kids to private schools so they don't have to deal with these sorts of issues.
2: But it can as well, it can happen in any private school.
4: Private schools actually put security in place. That's why they send them to private schools. But then you can never, ever have the belief of your country
3: or its citizens.
4: If you feel like, well, they're privileged, so let them live the others are not, let them die. That's the message you said. That's, that's where we're at, though. I mean, when you
10: look at it, that's where
4: we're at. There's
10: us and there's them. And to the pastor's point, we become desensitized because we're buffered. I have privilege. I, I My kids grow up on the right side of the street. They go to the right school. And so I, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. And so that's where we're at as a country. We need to actually take the blindfolds off and look. The point I wanted to make – I wanted to make one other point. The pastor brought up the influence of money and politics that, that is governing these issues and a lot of issues that we have in our country. If you look at the fact that the NRA is one of the largest organizations, political organizations in our country and what they're driving, and the, the fact is is that they're saying – this is literally what they're saying. Our Second Amendment right to bear arms is more important than your child's right to live. That's literally what they're saying, and they've become so big that actually organizations – people – there's – there's a, I was looking at – there's a National African-American Gun Association that are African-American gun owners who don't want to associate themselves with the NRA because they don't like the image of the MR, NRA. They don't like the political agenda of the NRA, and they said, but we believe in our Second Amendment rights. Now, if you listen to them, they actually – They're kind of more moderate. Now, I don't know all their politics, but I'm just using this as an example to say, look at what, when you empower a group like this, you've empowered them to be that political and have that much influence on Capitol Hill that you can't get things done.
4: What it tells you is, and this is the reality of the times we live in, the country is divided directly down the middle. You have People that want to protect the Second Amendment, right? That, as David said, that the likelihood of that changing just is not going to happen. Because then you have, well, do I have a right to protect my family in a situation? Uh, it, it is such a complex situation. Not because the argument or the 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 uh, the, the problem is complex. The problem is not complex. The politics. Is, and the money, the money behind it. Well,
10: politics and, right. and
4: money go hand in hand. So if you have somebody that says, you know what, we believe in you have voters, this is about votes. How many people in the country say do not take, and I, let me tell you something, You, every American has the right of the Second Amendment to bear arms to protect themselves. I'm not saying anything against that. But when it comes down to decisions being hindered, because of that stance, we need to have a conversation. With mine. We need to have one. Mine. I'm looking at the, to your point with uh, money and uh,
10: politics.
4: You have the uh, senator uh, from Missouri, $4.5 million in NRA. NRA is paid. And the other senator, in, uh, that was Roy Blunt. And the other uh, Kansas senator, one point four. So these are, this NRA is pushing their agenda. They get this money and push it towards the congressman and the senators. Well, well the whole push is your Second Amendment right. right. But that's the push. But this is an issue that's on every issue in Congress. You have these powerful lobbyists. They're right. going to give yes. telecommunications. They're out there giving money to politicians, and politicians to are – right putting together legislation that supports, uh, uh, their position. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's a, it's a a real wake up call
0: to this country to give a comment. Yeah. People have to get involved. You know, I mean, to William's point, uh, you know, you're right. Bear arms being more important than our children's lives. You need to stand up and let your voice be heard and, and march out on the street and take that uh, to the agenda and, 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 and set up a, a political action committee on behalf of children. We're playing devil's advocate. What they're going to
4: say, the right to bear arms is protection for my children. That's what they're going to counter. Yeah,
0: well, well, it needs to be incorporated uh, so that we save the lives of children. My other point, I wanted to go back to what David said uh, about the state hospitals being closed. Now, these people actually need help, mental help, right? And so you're going to close the state hospitals, use the money for something else, okay, for, the prisons. Federal, yeah, but for prisons. The federal government funneled that money somewhere else. So uh, people in their own state, you know, do you have a state hospital for these mentally ill people that get hold of guns and so forth? A lot of them have been found to be mentally unbalanced. Where's, where's their help? So, what kind of humane treatment are you are you are you uh, uh, performing and, and and making available for those who are incompetent, uh, who have the mind of a child and need to be taken care of? What what do we do with them?
4: Look, this is why the actions that have happened here are as egregious as they are. But simple, simple, simple thing here, as we talked about. Okay, you can't get to the table to have a discussion, beef up security in every school in this country. Price is no object. Period. Because the life of children, you do not put a price tag on. And then you look at at somebody, now if you put that, if you floated that, that hit the Senate
10: floor, you have to ask yourself a question. There's somebody that's going to oppose that for some reason. As simple as that sounds, and as good as that sounds, that's the problem. That's the problem. We are so divided, and the and the the monetary motivation of votes, it it's it's crazy. And again, you say, how can we ever get anything done because of the division in our country? As simple as that sounds, as simple as that sounds, you would have to you know. You know
4: it just as much as we are breathing. Somebody would oppose that.
10: Well, listen, as, uh, well, and
4: it's crazy. I, I saw yesterday again, as I mentioned earlier, Ted Cruz. He was giving his condolences to the families, and the reporter asked one question: When do we have conversation now about gun control? He said, "You're not going to make this about this." He stepped out of the role of compassion, and immediately, we're not going to do this. See, that other side wants to do this and that. What happened, Mister Cruz? you were just giving condolences here to the and immediately when politics even and in the smallest form, the reporter says would know people are asking when do we change something?
0: You know it was false.
4: Well they already know the story. It isn't that was no, unbelievable
0: to me. And it's I sat there
4: act. I sat there scratching my head. Like, man, how did you just turn that quick?
16: He's a
10: politician and He's first a, of all. Here we go. He really didn't feel it.
4: Yeah, nothing. no. He already knows that those those uh, battle lines are drawn
2: and, he's, and they, they are
4: drawn hard. They are so nothing's gonna change. So the only and only one, only other argument that's been made about well we don't want our kids thinking this is a uh the self righteous uh go uh, granola ballet crowd. That kid they're running around kids with guns. They have a gun in the school. Man, come on. Yeah the guy had a gun in the school and 12 people in and uh 19 kids are dead. Somebody needs to be there to protect kids if, if the, the guy has the right temperament. Just because he has a gun, they, they, uh, people are aware of police officers carry guns. No, That's nothing new. If, if they're in the school, it's not that big a deal. Uh, good point. Uh, listen, I'm sure we have not heard the last of this. Uh, to all of our listeners tonight, thank you very much for joining us, uh, for being a part of this show our condolences go out to every family member of the victim of Rob Elementary School violence. To those that are struggling, trying to put the pieces back together, our thoughts and prayers are with you as somehow, hopefully, something... Uh, can institute some type of change to avoid another tragedy on this magnitude, on this level, on any level, uh, it is our hope that we institute change in this country. Because until we do, this is the beginning again of another year of extreme violence. To the parents out there who have lost your children, We are sincerely sorry. We give our sincere condolences to every person, every family, every friend who knew these victims. We are very, very sorry for what has happened. Our prayers and thoughts come from AJC Radio and the Just Cause organization. Till next time, America, stay safe.